NGR's Pow Block, our all Nintendo show. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deergan, alongside me as always. That beautiful old mocha latte, Edward Barnell. I defeated a guardian and I enjoyed it. You did? Yes. What? Uh huh. How'd you do that? Uh, the reflector shield. So, you know that beam they shoot at you? Yeah. Okay, so if you got your shield out, and if you time it right, you'll reflect their beam back to them. And if they do like two, like almost like two shots, and you reflect two shots back to them, they end up just killing themselves. What? Because like I got those, I have the the guard, like the special arrows that you can like that uh-huh. you shoot at them, but like they don't do a lot of damage. So like I only have like three or four, and then I once I use them, I have to like run away because well, they chase you and yeah. And, pretty much just straight up murder you uh but man i'm so jealous that you beat one already yeah i actually beat two of them what um we'll get to it later when we talk about it because i uh i i got to robbie and i'll explain more about that later yeah i have got to him also um but yeah, we this episode is going to pretty much be a super super semi spoilery Zelda. No story points or anything, but just like things that we've done in Zelda that have been really cool or or you know, we're not going to spoil any of the story stuff, but there will be moment to moment type spoilers for this episode. Yes. Uh but before we get into that, my friend Joey uh, not Joey P's from various NGR and old DNA stuff. Uh, but another uh, guy that I work with wants to switch really bad and he wants to play Zelda. Uh, but he's not super into games. Like he, he plays like multiplayer stuff on PS4 and, and, and stuff. And he was asking me, he's like, I really want to switch and I'm going to the Nintendo world store in a couple weeks. He's going to New York and I'm really, really jealous because I want to go to the Nintendo world store again. Cause that, store was awesome and the last time i was there was like kind of bittersweet because i went the weekend that uh satori wada passed away oh and like there's a huge memorial thing there for him and stuff and it was it was cool to see but also super sad time to be there uh so like i want to go back but he's going up there in a couple weeks and there's he wants to buy a switch while he's up there if they have them he's like i want to buy a switch but I don't know like what games are coming besides Mario Zelda. He's like, do you have any recommendations for someone like him uh, or anybody else that's looking for a switch? So I thought you and I could go over some games that aren't Mario and Zelda coming to the switch uh, that they've already announced, you know, mainstream titles, uh, you know, I have a list here. Not every title is going to be for everyone, but they are amazing supplemental titles to Mario and Zelda. Because if you buy a Switch, you're going to buy Mario or Zelda. Like Zelda, if you don't own a Nintendo console that can play Breath of the Wild and you don't own it, I will find you. And I will I will go Liam Neeson and Taken on you. No, you're just bringing your Switch and having them play for hours, too. Yeah, that too. Uh, (coughs) Well, but uh, 
yeah, I kind of want to go over this list I made. And, uh, you know, Ed, you can also throw in some some titles. Okay, so 1-2-Switch is an obvious title for non-gamers. Like, yeah, a lot of people think that game looks real dumb, but, you know, when you get a big group of people together and they're playing it and having a good time, like last weekend, I went over to my sister-in-law's and 1-2-Switch was the hit of the the you know uh, the hit of game night you know we played it for like two or three hours and it was so much fun just looking like idiots with with everyone and it's an awesome party game like a small group of people party game Mm -hmm. and uh arms looks really cool yeah like everybody's like yeah i don't want to use motion but like they have the pro controller support you don't have to like wave your arms around and it looks really cool which is funny because people were who doubted arms when Nintendo was doing like their press event, like going to different cities and having events where people could try it out. People were playing arms and most of them were doing motion control and were surprised on how well it works. Yeah. And like how excited they were about arms. Like it's, it's one of those games that's going to be a hands-on experience. Mm-hmm. for you to get it and that's i mean that's exactly what the switch is in general is a hands-on experience once you get your hands on it you can't put it down yes which my 56 hours in zelda <laughs> can tell you that's the longest i've played any game in years besides destiny <laughs> i i've played longer uh it's called persona 3 fes oh man it's uh but uh disgaea 5 is a cool strategy rpg that's coming in may uh i assuming if you like tactical rpgs or you know final fantasy tactics fire emblem those types of games i think disguise is a similar style game uh and and this was show nis america um that you that there is good support that they should be on Switch. Because, I mean, they make games, a, a lot of their, their games for Sony and uh, pretty much not anywhere else. But if they could bring the Disguise series to uh, Nintendo and Sony, it's it's going to be, it's going to show them good support that, you know, bring your game to our platform so we can enjoy it too. Yeah, and... uh I could really see a lot of the games that they bring over to PS4 and Vita specifically, like they would fit super well on Switch. It's the same mm-hmm. type of thing, you know. It's it's yeah, it's I can't wait for Disgaea 5 though. It's I played the crap out of Disgaea 3 on Vita and and I'm I'm really excited for five. Uh Dragon Quest Heroes one and two is uh the the Muso style game, the Dynasty Warriors, Hyrule Warriors style game uh looks really cool i'm probably gonna get it because i really enjoyed hyrule warriors a lot and i'm really looking forward to fire emblem warriors when it comes out oh yes uh and probably the biggest game that's not a sports game coming to this for a quote mainstream audience skyrim is coming at some point this fall uh it'll be the first time that game's portable and i think that's honestly a huge get for nintendo uh, in terms of drawing in a mainstream audience, 
I personally don't really care for Skyrim all that much or any Bethesda game for that matter that, you know, Bethesda proper does. Like, I love Doom and I loved Wolfenstein. Uh, but, you know, Fallout and Skyrim don't really do anything for me. Like I told you before, Zelda is going to be my Skyrim, the, the yes. game that I go back to and try to figure out different ways to do things like there's points in that game where I'm like, man, I wish I would have done this first because it was way easier than. <laughs> no. Uh, like the like the Dungeon Order and stuff. Uh, but yeah, for people who, who love Skyrim and, you know, want to buy it for a 97th time. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I know a lot of people say I could finally take my Skyrim game on the go without having to carry my pc so i mean it's a it's a good deal um i would say if and if you're also going to be picking the switch up doing a lot of traveling iron set sooner is a great choice um that old school corner trigger rpg feel it's just going to be wonderful to take on the go and of course you can hear the good music that's in that game with your headphones um Barber Man Zero has just released out. So that is a great top-down 2D shooter that you know that you should people could get invested in that he might actually like, you know, as a, you know, as a gamer who don't play a lot of games, you know, it it, it looks good from the but I've seen the the reviews, a lot of eights and things, and, and people have been enjoying it and picking it up. So uh you no, know, of course Barber Man are um, but for some games that's coming out in the future, um, we'll wait for Rhyme, but Rhyme looks really good. Like, that is a top game for um, the Switch that a lot of people are looking forward to. Um, and yeah, also, it looks, it looks kind of like Wind Waker meets Journey. Yes. Is what that game looks like. And I, I already have a pre-order. You should like this is this is my Switch pre-order list right here. It's <laughs> and this is after I've already purchased, you know, Bomberman. I went down. I gotta tell you my Bomberman story. Okay, so you know, I canceled my Bomberman pre-order because I was like, who am I gonna play this with? I like Bomberman a lot, but I'm not gonna sit there. I'm not gonna probably pay fifty dollars for it. Uh, just to play the campaign and, and mess around with it for a little bit. Plus, I have Zelda. Plus, it's probably going to go down in price at some point. I get a, I I canceled the pre-order and then I found like Amazon people were like people on Amazon were selling it for like twenty five thirty more dollars than than retail. I was like, crap! Is this going to be the first really really hard Switch game to find? Is this going to be that game? And so, like, I was scouring the internet. I messaged you to check Toys R Us for me. Uh, and, like, I couldn't find it anywhere. So, I went to GameStop, the GameStop by my house. I was, and the, the one girl that works there, uh, she, me and her have kind of like become friends, and she lets me know when things are coming in and stuff if I need it. And she, she, I went in there and she was there, and I said, I've screwed up. She's like, what? I'm like, I canceled my Bomberman pre-order. Now I can't find it anywhere. And she's like, um, okay, we sh we're getting another shipment of Switch games in a couple days. I can call you if we get Bomberman uh, in. I was like, okay, that'd be great. So, uh, you know, a couple days later, she calls me. She's like, we have three copies of Bomberman. And I was like, 
And I was like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) So I drove up there. And by the time I got there, they had one copy of Bomberman left. And the GameStop is literally, literally five minutes up the road from where I live. Wow. I could probably, I could probably walk there. Like it's, it's that close. I could walk there. Um, and so I got the last copy of Bomberman and, uh, still haven't played it. Still haven't opened it, but just the fact that I got it, I'm just like, yes, yes. <laughs> you, uh, and I, I had some, so you should have just been like, Ed, can you pick it up for me and mail it to me? I know, but I feel bad because you, you, the NES Classic, which, by the way, if you're watching the video version, is hooked up to my big TV right next to my Switch. Yes. So I'm like, man. Oh, oh. <laughs> but anyways, Bomberman, if you're looking for a good multiplayer time that may, like makes you feel real dumb when you die, Bomberman. Yes. Which is funny because they dropped Bomberman 64 on Wii U for Retro Console. I'm like, really? I know. And they put Super Bomberman out like two weeks ago. Yeah. Actually, um, well, this is not breaking news, but uh, Bomberman so super well in Japan, and it's been the first. I think they said this is the highest Bomberman that's ever sold for the series in Japan. I, it's crazy because like it's like I I really like I didn't play Bomberman ninety four I think is the Superman or the Super Superman Super Nintendo one that uh-huh. released that everybody has a lot of love for and which is kind of what this game is modeled after uh, but I had a lot of fun playing Bomberman sixty four it was one of the, one of the first games I had for that system it was difficult I couldn't like I haven't beat that game yet. And like I really, I I I like that game a lot. So I was like, that's why I pre-ordered it to begin with. Then it, like, I was like, well, who am I going to play with? But after one two switch and like all these cool multiplayer games that I've been playing with uh, my brother-in-law and you know, I convinced him to get us. I took it over. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they have he because he likes playing games, but he can't play games. I don't know if I told this this story on this show before. I probably have a thousand times. He likes he likes to play games and he has an Xbox One and but he can't take it to the living room because they have two kids and A, he doesn't want to play it while they're up because you know if he's playing Gears of War or Call of Duty or Titanfall, like he doesn't want his kids watching that. You know, they're, yes. they're almost four and two. Like you don't want to show kids those games. Uh, and by by the time they go to bed and fall asleep, like he really only has like a half hour to play before he goes to bed because he has to be up at at six a.m. to go to work. So like, I was like, look, the switch. Uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna get very many of these shooty shooty bang bang games. You know, I showed him Zelda, and he was like, "Whoa, this game looks amazing." I was like, "Yeah, it's pretty amazing," and we played fast. Uh, fast RMX for two hours the other night, and it was ridiculous because uh, we were racing for last place. <laughs> that, game is, that game is so hard that we're just like, okay, well, we're obviously not coming in first, but we're not coming in last. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, just figuring out that game to where you can switch the colors of the boosts and stuff really helped out. And like, 
we played that for a couple hours and I showed him Shovel Knight and he really loved Shovel Knight. He's like, he like he he knew nothing about Shovel Knight. He was like, man, this kind of plays like DuckTales on NES. I was like, wow, he made that connection without me ever even telling him about it. Like it was just, it was cool. It's cool to watch people's minds unravel when they play Nintendo games. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's awesome. It's, it's something Sonic- that, Oh, I'm just saying, uh, before it, cause I know you're about to get into Sonic. Uh, Oh, Sana, I'm sorry. Um, uh, it's just something that people have not expected because I think sometimes people are so misinformed. They think that gaming is only PS4 and Xbox One and that games on Nintendo are just kiddie, but didn't realize that there's some little creativity on Nintendo that you can't find on the other systems. Yeah, and like that's why that's why I always like yeah, I'm always gonna buy like a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Yeah, I like Gears of War a lot. I like Titanfall enough. I I love Tomb Raider. Like those games are awesome. Uh and I really hope like Shadow the new Shadow of the Tomb Raider comes to Switch because I feel like if they can get that game to if they can get those games to run on Xbox mm-hmm. 360, like they can totally put it on Switch. Oh but, Square Enix Square Enix would be dumb not to. Yeah. And like I feel like Hitman would be an awesome game to put on there. Like uh I I really see this thing integrating the console market and the tablet market like hitman go lara croft go uh you know those types of games on this on this thing would be awesome i like those games i would really really uh but you know what i was saying beforehand son and i played snipper clips for like an hour and a half the other night and it's just it's like a refreshment it's like it's super refreshing to play a Nintendo game after playing, you know, 1200 hours of destiny or, you know, and like a ton of overwatch or, you know, it's just, it's super refreshing to play these games that are just, you can't really play anywhere else. Yes. And I think that's why, I think that's why you and I love Nintendo so much is like, yeah, we grew up on Nintendo and our gaming tastes have evolved and changed. And what we expect from a game is different, but like, everything we play on Nintendo is just it's it's the same thing when you like when you go to an amusement park like like a Six Flags or or you know in this area Cedar Point super popular or or something like that and then you go to Disney World or Disneyland yeah like that's that's what it feels like you know these game these like Six Flags and Cedar Point have fun rides but when you go to Disney when you go to Disney world or Disneyland, like the magic that you feel when you walk in and like everything, the attention to detail to everything is amazing. And, you know, just the little intricate things that 99% of the people don't recognize. But when you, when you see it and you recognize it, you're like, wow. And that's, and that's like the same feeling I have with Zelda, you know, like these open world games, like the Witcher, or Assassin's Creed, they're great in their own right. And but like when you turn on Zelda, you're like, this is what an open world game should feel like the moment to moment. Right. The- <laughs> it, it feels like with Zelda, they took the world open literally. 
because everything is open. You're free to do anything. You know, they just don't build a world. Uh, they just don't build a world and you only could do certain stuff, even though it seems open. Like, I would love for Grand Theft Auto that I could go into every building and see what's hidden in there. But I can't. Only thing that's open about it is that I could drive, I could steal a car and drive somewhere. That's how open that game could be. Where Zelda is, is that it's so open that if you if you want to go into areas and you want to like lose health, but see what is there to offer, we're not holding you back. Yeah, it's it's I don't know, man. It's I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of Zelda in a couple minutes here, but mm-hmm. I just you know you just stumble across little things in there like. Uh, I stumbled. Ac- I was wa- I was trying to do this one side quest that involved finding a, a certain type of horse, and I was walking it back to a stable, and I ran into this encampment where you know these two, uh, you know, just people hanging out at at this encampment, and one of them had a side quest, and then and it was just it's something that you know the map never directs you to. You know, it it just it doesn't happen, and you do the side quests and it, this little mini side quest, and you know you get your reward and whatever, and that's you just it teaches you how to discover things without forcing you to go to certain areas. Yeah, you, you just you are intrigued by the exploration, and you're you're rewarded for the ex- exploration, whether it's a shrine or a Korok puzzle or you know a dungeon or uh. It's or, it's or like you know elements that you need to upgrade your your things or a great fairy fountain or it it there's a whole list of things that you get excited and the game rewards you for your exploration. Right, it, it, even the food, the ingredients that you find, like you think you'll find one, but you'll defeat an enemy or you'll defeat a cow or something, and you got question mark on the meat or the item. You just be like. I'm finding more stuff that I didn't know that that's in this game. And it's just, it's ridiculous on how little by little that game, when you explore, you are, you find. And then cooking it or making a new elixir or whatever opens up more. And then there's like secrets in the towns that you open up. And it's just like, wow. I'm like, I didn't know this stuff could be in a game this big. Yeah, it's I mean it it it's I I don't even know how to explain it, but you know, it's this game is a masterpiece of a game. And like I have a I have a few issues with the game, like inventory management and and being able to sort your items the way you want it to. Like that those things are there and like on the Switch, if you're playing in TV mode, there's a couple frame rate hiccups here and there and, and stuff. Uh but man, this game is a masterpiece and like this is my thing is like if this game is this good on their first try at a huge open world game. Yes. Imagine what the next one is going to be or that third try. Because the world the way you interact with it is so perfect and like like I told you in the in the group chat like uh I want to see them take this art style and this like style of open world 
and move it from Hyrule to to Termina, you know, a Majora's Mask. Not like no, I don't want to tie thing. I don't, I don't need that. Like, you know, we both replayed Majora's Mask on 3DS at some point, and like that time limit gets a little infuriating, especially like, Ugh. uh, you know, it's it's like Zelda hard mode, and like you have to know exactly where you need to be at this certain time, and like it's it's tough to keep up with that three day time limit, but. Uh, that didn't keep me from enjoying the game because I know that's what that game is, and like you just have to be in the right mindset for it. But, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> but Breath of the Wild has almost ruined other Zelda games for me because of how masterful this this open world and these systems work together. You know, you know, it it hasn't ruined it for me. It it just adds to the quality and surpassing it. Like every time I, I come across a Zelda game, I just get hyped that it's a it's a Zelda game that I'm looking forward to that I could play. Because there's gonna be some innovative things. There's gonna be some things that you know they thought of and they thought it would work. And maybe sometimes it do it do and it don't. Um Everybody's favorite Zelda game or not, you know, it becomes debatable or whatever. But it just feels good to play it again. And knowing that in the future, if I want to come back to it, I'm going to have that same feeling of playing yeah. that game. And I feel like Breath of the Wild is, and I know a lot of people are putting it like, like their number one now of of all time, if not still, uh, still Ocarina Tana or Majora's Mask, or uh, a link to the past for some people, a link between worlds or Wind Waker. You know, those are the ones that they go to. But for me, it's just like, you know, if when I like I said, when I play a Zelda game, I'm so excited to play Breath of the Wild. It's just like. It, it's definitely dominated 2017 as game of the year. There's no question about that. Um, but I'm like ranking it and stuff, I'm like, it, I feel like it joins the other great games that's been on console. You know, Wind Waker, Skyward Sword for me, Twilight Princess, the original Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, maybe number two, uh, Majora's Mask is number three for me, Ocarina of Time. It's just like those, each of those games have made the Zelda franchise feel fresh and different and, and feeling improved to even in everything that they did before to make Breath of the Wild. Yes, you could see it, but it's just like it joins those great games that you cannot deny that they they worked at the Zelda game and they kind of perfected it to what it is. Just a kind of almost like the Switch. Like, they took everything from the past generation of consoles, put it together to make something, um, something as good as the Nintendo Switch itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's get back to this list before we go on with Zelda because I know we want to talk Zelda uh, a lot, obviously. <laughs> Uh, where do we leave off? Skyrim. Uh, yeah. Um, a lot of for, for, what? Sorry. Oh, um. Jo- so this is for Joey. So if you um, there's a thing called uh the Nindy Showcase that they showed um last week. So a few games that's coming that you would definitely want to check out. Um, uh, Steam World Dig Two, uh, Ukulele, uh, Overcook, 
uh looks looks really fun to play on the go um goner uh uh dandara uh by raw furry um great it looks like a great 2d sprite 16-bit game um that you might actually enjoy uh, kingdom two crowns runner three uh blasted master zero like i mentioned uh, flipping death graceful explosions mr shifty looks uh just ex ex oh mr shifty looks so good uh, Shakedown Hawaii, Pocket Rumble, War Groove, uh, Stardew Valley. Like they have in the showcase that they show. So if you are interested, you could go to Nintendo's YouTube page and check it out. Nintendo's like showcase. Um, it's only about 15 minutes. And if you're interested in those games, give that video a look and write it down. Um, there are no release dates for a lot of them. Um, I could say, but for coming soon, I think you will really enjoy those games on your Switch. Yeah. Uh, you forgot ukulele, man. I did say ukulele. Did you? I. SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Dig, and then ukulele. Okay. Never mind. You didn't miss ukulele. <laughs> I'm super excited for ukulele. <laughs> uh, and, and and there's and like i said uh, and also e3 so just if you're still on the defense of it or when you get your switch and you feel like there's nothing to play wait for e3 because there's still a ton of games i think they said and i think there's 111 indie games now in development for the switch yeah i cannot wait for some of those indie games dude and like that there's this game that looks kind of like a metroidy shovel knight called hollow knight Yes. Have you seen this game? Yes, I have, and I want it. It looks awesome. And like, oh my gosh. I speaking of Metroid games, I hope Axiom Verge makes its way to Switch because I feel like that game would be perfect on Switch. It's going to be a wow. I think we won't see that to next year due to the fact they're doing the physical release of that game for uh Vita PS4 and Wii U. That and that's crazy because I feel like they should just make the physical copy for Switch now. Um, I think he just wants to work on those. Uh, and yeah, I think I mean, it makes sense. I just, I, I'm I just think, greedy. I think with <laughs> the money that, because you know, he'll probably have to get those same developers that helped him do the review version to reprogram it for Switch. Yeah. So, I mean, and if the and if that happens, hopefully, Switch would be the last platform. Because uh, I don't know. I think it's on Xbox One also. But if a Switch is the last platform that it comes on, hopefully he has enough money to start working on his new game. Maybe a sequel to Axiom Merge? <laughs> um, it, I think that probably won't come out until maybe a few years down the line. If, if, he, if he makes enough money to actually hire developers that's going to work with them. Because I'm like, he did work a long time as a single person make this game. So hopefully the reward of it coming to Switch and those uh, physical versions, hopefully that helps them to bring out a new game. And maybe Axiom Rush 2. Yeah. Uh, also, um, uh, Bloodlines or Igarashi's game? Bloodstain. Bloodstain. Um, hopefully, I think that got... I hopefully that's coming up for Switch also. It is. They confirmed it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty pretty excited for that. 
but getting back to this list, just to name off a couple other games before we get into Zelda. Uh, a lot of sports games are coming. FIFA 18, NBA 2K18, NBA Playground. Uh, then you got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is the the definitive edition of Mario Kart 8, which, I, oh my gosh, dude, I'm so excited for Mario Kart. You yes. don't even understand. That's why I bought a second Pro Controller, so Sana and I can play Mario Kart on the plane when we go to, go to Florida in May. Yay! I'm so excited. Uh two fire emblem games one proper fire emblem game and then fire emblem warriors which i feel like of all of nintendo franchises fire emblem would work the best in a warrior style game yes uh, minecraft if you're into that uh no more a no more heroes game is coming eventually puyo puyo tetris looks up i yeah i don't need to say anything about that uh, street fighter Ray- 2 rayman legends street fighter 2 uh, Sonic Mania looks awesome. Uh, Splatoon 2 uh, is probably going to be a huge hit for this thing. Uh, you know, they hinted at uh, a Super Smash Brothers announcement in a recent interview with Reggie fils Yeah. Uh, an Untitled Tales game is coming eventually. And then if you're a super JRPG nerd, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which that developer helped develop the open world for Zelda. So that makes me even more excited for Xenoblade 2 because of how awesome uh, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles for Wii was and how huge Xenoblade Chronicles X for Wii U was and how uh, just amazing Zelda is. Yes. If this game is half as good as Zelda, I'm just going to be like, oh my gosh, this is one of the best games ever. And then, uh, you know, if you want like party games, uh, Jackbox Party Pack is coming. Uh, Snipper Clips is awesome. Uh, you know, that then, you know, Overcooked, you said already, is a cool multiplayer game. Uh, so there's a lot coming to Switch. And like, yeah, I realize a lot of these games aren't for everyone. But there's something there for it. For you know, some of these games will be. There's a game for everyone's taste out there. So, uh, if you're concerned, there's your kind of quick list that Ed and I kind of just threw together, and it's also based on my Nintendo Switch checklist of games <laughs> that I want and am looking forward to purchasing. Me too. At some point, eventually, maybe. Uh, you know, no confirmation of like madden or anything yet but i'm sure there will be a version of madden since it's ea's second biggest franchise for sports and it it literally will and i know they were just like well you know when they have the madden challenge it's probably going to be xbox one or ps4 but i think a lot of people who are going to be practicing for that game on the go would be like well if it's the same game on xbox one and ps4 even up to it i might as well if i'm flying to this tournament might as well continue my training and play it on switch yeah man just uh (coughs) this sorry somebody was ranking every game on this (laughs) this website yeah trying to figure out like what was wrong with it the list and it's i wouldn't i'm not going to promote the list because it's a bad list but anyways we're going to move along to the legend of zelda breath of the wild 
discussions. Ed, I've put 56 hours into Zelda. And there, there's nothing I want to do more now than just go back and keep playing. Well, I know I at some point I have to uh, put it on hold because I have to do the order and I have to do Horizon this week. There you go. <laughs> no, I do. I got it. No, you don't. You can do Horizon, but the order you don't need to do. Wait, wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just well, I, the order was okay. It was fine. I, I, look, I was like I said, I was supposed to play it Saturday, and I fell asleep. And started, and when I got up, ate lunch. I ended up watching Angie Tribeca and didn't even play the order at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I like so. I've been binge watching Parks and Rec for the first time. Uh-huh. And like because that's one of Sauna's favorite shows and I've never watched it. And in the last week and a half binge watched four and a half seasons. <laughs> wow. And like, you know, I I've been paying attention to this show, but also playing my Switch in handheld mode. <laughs> uh, which is why I have so much time in with Zelda, because I'm able to play games. You know, because like, yes. I want to spend time with my wife and and do like real people things. You know, like go out to dinner sometimes and 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 whatever. And you know, I have responsibilities that don't always allow me to play games, which is why the Switch is like the perfect device right now for where I'm at in my life. Like, I can't drag. I I mean, I probably could, but I don't want to. Like, I could drag another TV in there and put my PlayStation Four on there and play some overwatch or whatever. But like, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to be like, you know, have my wife like lay on me while I'm playing switch and watching TV. Like that's it's this device. Like I've only played on my, on my team last night. I had a, I'm I'm off work today for the first time since like last Monday. And I played a, a four hour binge last night on my TV for the first time. I've, I've probably only played switch on my TV for about six or seven hours. And the handheld mode is way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, you know, I haven't had any battery issues, any like, uh, the longest I've got in Zelda. I, when you turn this, I turn the sound all the way down, uh, to where I can barely hear it. And I have my screen brightness down because I'm inside. Uh, and I got three hours and 15 minutes out of one charge. Oh, cool. uh, 100% charge for Zelda. And I was like, oh, that's because I was, I was really curious. So I was like, if I turn these settings all the way down and turn off Wi-Fi and everything, like how much can I get out of this on a, on a single charge? Because like, you know, if you're going to go... F- on a plane trip and you're at the airport and whatever, like, you know, you're going to want to play this thing while you're waiting for your flight and then on your flight and stuff like that. So I was like, I need to figure out how long this is going to take three hours and 15 minutes for Zelda. Um, so that was a, that was a decent chunk of, of time. And, you know, I'm not really that guy who worries about battery life too much. Cause like, you know, I don't sit and play games for longer than two or three hours at a time anyway. Uh, but man, this device is awesome. (laughs) Like, like what I told you, like once they fix the UI, like once they integrate more updates to the UI and fix the eShop and, and stuff like that, this device, like 
every I don't understand why you know a people like don't aren't like I don't know I don't know man this device is is kind of perfect yeah it's just been a lot of talk about switch so um like ever since it came out like i really haven't heard too many people talking about xbox one and the ps4 like and i could tell you right now uh even though i don't have a switch i've been playing my wii u i haven't touched none of my xbox one like the last time i played that system was the ghost recon uh wildlands beta ps4 I installed the order eighteen eighty six, got to the first part and cut it off. Like those are my last times that I even played both of the systems. Yeah, I uh I played Horizon for probably like fifteen ish hours uh before Switch came out and I was like, Man, I really feel bad for that game that it came out right before Zelda. <laughs> because like anybody who's played Zelda is probably not going back to Horizon anytime soon. <laughs> Yes. Or if someone is playing Horizon, someone else in their family is playing Zelda. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and I feel really bad because like that game is a phenomenal game and it enjoyed what I played of that game. Yes. But when I play Zelda, like I'm I'm pretty sure I've told you this before. It's the same feeling I had when I was uh 10 years old and I got my N64 for Christmas that year. And I played Super Mario 64 for the first time. That is the level of excitement and just pure joy I have playing this machine. And don't get me wrong, I've been super excited for systems before. Like, I got a GameCube for my uh, for an early birthday gift when it came out, and I love that machine. Uh, you know, I and my Wii and my Wii U, but this, like. I, I don't know, man. This The feeling that I had 20-something years ago when N64 came out and I'm just sitting there enamored by one game for so much time is just... I... I <laughs> like, it, I'm just ex- like shaking with excitement just thinking about this machine and I've played Zelda for almost 60 hours and that's the only <laughs> game I can think about right now. It's on pause right now on my screen. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, my my switch is charging over here, and like it's it's on. I just have my TV off so it wouldn't glare off the the camera for the video version of this. But I just I cannot stop thinking about Zelda, man. It's I and for for like future releases, like the what they did with Zelda and the way they changed Zelda so much makes me excited for. Mario makes me excited for a future Metroid release makes me excited for okay what we did with Zelda how we changed Zelda worked how do we apply this to our other franchises this method and that's what makes me excited about this device even more is like what kind of innovations are we going to get for you know other franchises that we haven't seen in a while it definitely has to become metroid they have to open up uh, and i know metroid is more of a linear um uh, kind of feel for it you know when you get a new power usually you're going to use that power for a boss but it, you know you could also use it in different areas but it's just like 
they really have to use look at breath of the wild and just be like let's take some things from breath of the wild um and let's use it for metro and let's let's push samus into a world that's going to be a little bit more open that you know and not 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 have a limit on her weapons and stuff but it, but be able to give her new weapons figure out how when you get that new weapon figure out how it should be used in a new area to get further in you know yeah. and and just and it, it feels like they would have to put her on once again back on the world like the metroid prime series but if they go 2d they literally have to bring new bosses um and just bring all new weapons like they really would have to make it open and flesh out and even place input places that not, that is not part of the story but if you go there you are rewarded with something yeah i could totally see them applying this type of of openness to metroid because you look at super metroid and the original metroid like that's all about exploring one large world it's just limits of the technology back then made you have to like go 2d instead of 3d like yes i could totally see a you know okay hyrule is a for all intents and purposes it's like one floor like like if you're looking at a building it's like one floor but like you know with mountains that you can climb and stuff if you took this and made a metroid game and added like okay here's the the main floor what what's up here what's up here what's down below the surface of the planet like you know you could open you can make your world in terms of like okay this is a futuristic world there's going to be different levels of the planet you're going to go want to go down into like the mines of the planet you're you know and find secrets in this planet you're going to want to go high above because what if there's like a floating uh you know i don't know i feel like they could do some interesting things with metroid and i'm not like a game designer so I, that that was that was my that was my game design 101 right there i, I say if they do with metroid and they want to do something open like that make samus young like when she was being trained like she was in the comics you know let her see her be on that planet that where she got adopted at and she got trained at let her training be like okay there are certain things of her training that made her a bouncy hunter but the, the world was so open that she risked her life to do stuff to gain new training or new abilities that the clan that her adopted her never knew about and you know and, and maybe before it gets linear and stuff or get cut off at a linear point be like okay this is what happens this is how she became the bossy hunter how she got trained um before she entered the military and all of that stuff like i would love to see something like that I, and i have a vision i keep having a vision where she does that as a young kid and as time go, like at first on past after um metroid fusion that somehow she gets in uh somehow she ends up finding that mother brain has made a return and 
and it's it's a new storyline starting off with that. Yeah, yeah, and like I could totally see them doing something with the different suits that Samus wears. Yes, like the way that you know in Breath of the Wild, like you have, like for example, I just went through this area, and my reward for completing the shrine was getting. I have a full rubber suit now that makes me resistant to lightning strikes. Like I, I see that I seen uh, someone may uh, post about it, but I haven't seen the suit yet. Yeah, and I finally have the complete set now. And like, cause like, uh, one of the side quests that you're given is like you have to deliver elements to this uh, uh, a Gerudo in Death Mountain. You deliver her elements, she can make you pieces of armor. And one of the pieces of armor goes with this suit is uh, lightning earrings. So you put on the lightning earrings, and then in a different section of the map, uh, you it's one of the... Shoot. Uh, it's like over by like the Rito village, there's this area that's it's constantly storming. And you have to figure out this puzzle to unlock the shrine to make it come out of the ground. And, you know, you go in there and you finish the shrine and your reward in there is uh, a rubber suit, like the the top part of the rubber suit. Yes. And then you go to a different section of the map that's also infested by lightning storms and you figure out that puzzle and then you get the pants for the rubber suit and then you have the whole rubber suit and you're like, oh, well, <laughs> that's three totally different areas three totally separate things to do in the game. Like one was a shrine quest. One was literally just finding the shrine. And the other part was a side quest that is not even in a single area of the map. And you have your whole suit and now you're resistant to lightning. And I thought that was super cool. Like it's like, if you're going to apply this to a Metroid thing, like, you know, maybe you start out with zero suit Samus and you're exploring the planet and you find different armor parts. And like, Maybe you'll be mismatched for a while. Maybe you'll, you know, apply different pieces of armor to do different things uh, when you need them. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be element resistant like in Zelda, but, you know, you could apply a new blaster cannon to your arm to do more damage to your enemies. But, you know, the the uh, trade-off is you're, you have less defense or, you know, you apply a different uh, pair of, like, legs so you can run faster but you know you don't do as much damage you know there's there's different things you can do in a metroid game that'd be super cool yeah i just ah man now that's all i want now (laughs) and like i i kind of want it to be a third person action game uh kind of like zelda but like you know if they give us a 2d zelda i'm not going to complain or if they give us another Uh metroid prime i'm not going to complain I, I say go with Other M. I think Other M worked perfectly as uh as an action game. Yeah, and I didn't right. have I didn't have any of the issues with Other M that people had. Like, yeah, the story's kind of dumb, and like, yeah, whatever. But like the gameplay side of it was fine. Like it worked fine. And if you're gonna give me a like a a full controller that can like I can move the camera around, and you know explore in a, the way that other m did like i think that that gameplay worked just fine for that game yeah and i feel like if you could mix in other m gameplay and metroid prize gameplay like if you go into first person you could move around and it worked 
I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I think Metroid is the one game that will can take a lot of cues from Breath of the Wild and just totally change it up. Uh, but <laughs> back to Zelda. Yes. We get so distracted all the time. Um, how how much are you loving this game? I'm playing almost every day, and I'm I'm putting just like you putting mad hours, mad time into this. Um, I think I only looked up one thing. I kind of no, I looked up two things, um, just to see if I what I was doing was correct. And I was. Um, another one was to fight Hestu because it, it was just weird. Um, but I ended up fighting him because uh, I had too many seeds and I had to kind of open up my inventory and stuff like that. Other than that, I've been falling into everything accidentally. I've been doing uh, unlocking towers, um, uh, fighting the guardians, uh, and realizing that it's better to reflect their attack on you. So I've been making sure that I have metal shields. So um, I mentioned earlier that uh, I was meeting Robbie, who is uh, one of the archaeologists in the game. And uh, just like with one of uh, Pura's, uh, um, how you have to light the blue flame, to get to her area, you know, to get, you know, for her to start crafting your stuff, you kind of have to do the same thing for, uh, for Robbie. So close to Robbie's door is a guardian sitting right there. <laughs> so, uh, you have to deal with the guardian, but also deal with that in that part of the game and that area it's raining with lightning. So if you have anything metal, you need to throw it off of you or get rid of it because the lightning will come and it will attack you. So uh, I defeated the guardian. I, uh, I I seen that it came in and I just swipe back the uh, the um, the his eye attack back to him. And it told him that, like, if you time it right, you'll be able to do it. It did it again. So I did it like twice and I defeated him. Blowing them mugs up gave me so much ancient parts that I was just like, let me hurry up and get this. Let me hurry up and get this. Um, I I just been enjoying it. The Yiga clan is some of the best enemy enemy designs and some of the most funniest enemies to deal with. See, and it's funny because I haven't even gotten to that part yet. Like I, I know, like, I I mean, if you're watching the video version, like, I have my map and my guide just sprawled out on the floor over there because, like, I was searching for shrines, and I was looking, like, the, the Yiga Clan uh, area is marked on the map, and I plan on getting over there eventually, but I'm so invested in what I'm doing on the complete other side of the map that I haven't even looked yet. With with the Yiga clan is um you'll fight them throughout parts of the land, but the actual section of doing of like really dealing with them is part of the story. So I don't want to tell what part of the story that's in the game. But dealing with them and and just figuring out a lot of the stuff, I'm like, oh my goodness. 
this is so funny. But I mean, they are um they are dangerous. They're they will go crazy on you if if you don't know what you're doing. Um I did I did defeat one who had a big sword, like a, a katana kind of sword. And I ended up getting his sword. I ended up defeating him and getting his sword. Um which is really nice because I was saving it for some things. Uh I'm I I haven't chopped down the wood trees to get wood so I could buy my house. Uh I I found some secrets in some places. Uh fought a dragon um and now i'm just like on a on an island trying to finish it in that island and it's a shrine and i don't, don't want to tell where or how i got there but i i continue to find more new stuff throughout this game um one of the towers that i unlocked had all of the uh ganic calamity on it which is the purple goop stuff. Yep. I know and, exactly which one you're talking about. And I had to look, I had to figure out some of the stuff and I did get to the top and I did unlock it. But man, I would I thought that the goop was going to be gone after I unlocked it. Nope. I was just like, "Oh, the stuff is still here." <laughs> Crap. <laughs> so but uh yeah, I just been finding a lot of lot of stuff. I'm now I'm trying to find a lot of luminous um uh, luminous stones and I gotta get some flint. But there's just so much. I think there's a I think there's a tower under one of the waterfalls by Zora de May. I don't know yet. But but I'm not sure. It looks like I gotta get a ball and put it on on top of it. But I, I'm loving how they're mixing up how a shrine is done. Because a shrine could yeah. be actually what you do in the world. And when you uh -huh. go inside it, they'd be like, you actually did the event that was the shrine. So here's your reward. I've, I've been loving that. Yeah, it's like I did this one uh, the other day where uh, I was just walk roaming through the world looking for shrines to unlock and i walked up to this tablet that was on the ground and it had four three of those uh you know those those pads where you put the the orange balls and they turn blue when you insert them yeah uh, i read the thing and it, it said you know it gave me the shrine quest so i was like oh well there's obviously a shrine here so uh you know there's three different pathways like they're not really obvious but if you look at the map like it shows you okay there's three pathways and you fight these big like the one-eyed like giant one-eyed guys uh and they're yeah. all holding one of, yeah they're all holding one of those balls and you have to fight each one and take their their ball up to the platform and i did that and two of them were like the minor ones, which were like the small ones, the ones that are easier to fight. But one of them was a major one, and he had uh, a bunch of minions that were also fighting me. So that fight probably took me like 15 minutes where I had to like, okay, I need to destroy the 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 uh, minions first. And then, uh, you know, then without being 
butt stomped by him because he can butt stomp and I'm running around this small area and finally I beat him and I unlocked the shrine and then when I got into the shrine there's more puzzles in the shrine and I'm <laughs> like man this they range in difficulty like some of them are just like you go in and you fight a small enemy and you beat the shrine and other ones have these huge elaborate puzzles which sometimes take me like 20 to 30 minutes to figure out and and all of them or not all of them but a lot of them require more than one tool that you have yes and like uh you know there's some shrines that can you like i who was I talking to somebody I was talking to somebody and like we were talking about this one specific shrine and we both beat it a totally different way. You know, I think it was one of those electric ones where you have to place the metal blocks to complete the current to unlock the door. Well, like, yeah, I, I just did one of those. Well, like I was like, I spent probably like 15 minutes on it trying to figure out how to get like, the blocks out of the cages that they were in and he's like and i was talking to my friend and he's like well i just took a bunch of metal weapons in there and dropped them to complete the current and i'm like that's genius i never even thought of doing that so like it's it's crazy because like i was moving treasure treasure chests and these giant blocks to try to complete these currents and he's like yeah i just took a bunch of metal weapons in there and i beat it is it the one where you you start out with the barrel and one big block. It's like you kind of got yeah. there's two sides. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh so you have to kind of start from the left side and then work on the right side. Yeah. Yeah. And it that one is is that those some of these shrines are like super creative and super yes. <laughs> weird. There's only been one where I've been super annoyed by, it, and it was the motion one with the giant ball they had to weave through the maze. Uh, I don't know if you've done that one yet. Yes. But. Okay. So, um, it's in the middle. So you kind of got to like move it down, uh-huh. and then because if you go down too fast, there's a there's a interest that makes it roll off. You got to try to get into the last right one. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I I think I spent about ten minutes, but eventually I did get it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I I got it too, and then. Uh, after I did it, there's this way to do it where you can totally flip the thing over and, or like have it land right where you need it to be. Oh, did you do the golf one? The golf one? No. Yes. So there is one of them that it's a hammer and it's right in front of the ball. Oh yeah. Like you have to like swing the hammer and like hit the ball. So it reaches the next part of (laughs) it. That, that it actually reaches i'm just like they put golf in this game yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh there's gosh many good things and like even the dungeons like that i i kind of wish the dungeons were a little bit bigger uh-huh. but like they're also like just so i'm, I'm glad these these dungeons are super puzzle based and not like, okay, this is obviously a mini boss and like item to progress through the dungeon and stuff like that. I'm glad, like I'm glad that stuff is, that stuff is gone. And like, you know, the only real enemies are like the 
the stuff from the purple goop that you have to shoot the eyes out to get rid of the goop. Yes. And like, I don't want to go into any spoilers for the dungeons because you know that those are kind of really main story points. And, but like, I love having the stuff that you get from the dungeons, like the, the powers that you get from the dungeons. Cause it's just, uh, it's awesome. And they help with exploration and, and battle and, and stuff. And it's just awesome. I, I cannot tell you how much this game has changed my views on gaming. Cause like, I'm not going to lie. The last couple years I've felt, I don't know. Not that I'm like not into games anymore. Cause I love video games. They're always going to be a part of my life, but I felt like games have been getting stale. Getting very like, generic and playing the same, just playing the safe bet. And, and, and that's why I kind of feel that, you know, when you when you get a game and you depend on trailers that don't show you gameplay, trailers that deep that if they showed you the name, that it's automatically gonna be a game of the year contender or it's gonna be a hot title and stuff. And that's always not necessarily the case. If you're not going to try anything new and make it feel different which that's why i say when you play a nintendo game you feel the creativity that's in it because they're trying something new playing to say they'd be like let's see what works and what doesn't uh a, a lot of games from these other publishers they're afraid that they're not going to be able they're that they're afraid that you know business-wise it's not going to make them money yeah. But if people if people feel the creativity that you poured into this game and you enjoy it, it will make money. You know, a lot of us, it's been what five a five year development cycle or four year. You know, Nintendo had a lot to prove with Breath of the Wild, and everything that they did in this game, every delay that they made, every time Manuma did a video said that we sorry we had to delay this game because we have more ideas you see the creativity and the ideas that came out from this game. So everything in this universe feels fresh and new. Like it makes you relearn. It makes you appreciate the work that went into this game. If I played, if I play Red Dead Redemption, I'm not going to feel no creativity because why? They're just borrowing elements from the Grand Theft Auto series and throwing it in with a new, with some horses. There's not going to be nothing new that I could rave and talk about and be like, hey, Corey, did you play seven hours of Red Dead Redemption doing this stuff? No, you're not. We're not going to be able to have that discussion where right now we can have a discussion about Zelda. And I'm, and I'm like, wait, you found a giant horse? What the heck? And we could talk maybe 20 minutes about that alone on how you found a horse. <laughs> yeah. And like it. It's the giant horse is a side quest you get just by roaming around the world. Like you find these people or the mysterious giant horse and you, they, it gives you a side quest and you're like, Oh, well there's this field over here that has a ton of, let's go look over there. And sure enough, in the middle of this pack of horses, there's a horse there. That's three times the size as all the other horses. And you know, you have to climb a tree and like land on its back it, to mount it. You can't mount it like a normal horse. You have to literally f like glide onto the horse 
uh, to mount it, and then you ride the horse back to, uh, you know, these the you have to find the people again to turn in the side quest. Quick question: Is it is the horse have like orange hair? Yep. Okay, I know where you're at because I did it, and I don't know it's a side quest because you have to try it, it. Like it drains down your stamina, right? Because you have to try to yeah. Uh, tame it. Yeah. 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 I, and I, like you have to have at least like one and a half stamina bars to do it. See, like, you I have didn't to upgrade oh, your stamina. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have like you can register the horse. Like what I what you can do, like I've seen a lot of people do this. Once they find the side quest, you can register the giant horse at a stable, right? And then yeah. when you find the people who do the side quest, you just mark it on your map and there's a stable, like I don't know. A, kind of close to them you just go to that stable and and take it out and ride it back to the area where they're at and you just turn you just show them the horse and you talk to them while you're on the horse and they see it that's amazing yeah because the land is all open and see i went to the other side of it was been climbing up that uh part of it and at the top is kind of a cold area but somewhere around there is a shrine and i can't find it yeah yeah it's uh there's so much to do in this game and like i there's towns in this game that are marked on my map like there's this town all the way to the east that i don't know how to enter the town because like where it's marked on the giant map that's laying on my floor over there uh-huh. there all that all that's there is a shrine to pray to and like I think you have to pray at the shrine to raise the town out of the ground. But like I haven't had enough thing enough of those uh, orbs to pray to the thing to upgrade my hearts or anything yet. So like I think you need to activate that uh, the thing that you have to pray to uh-huh. to to raise the town out of the ground. So like that's my next goal. I think is to do that. Because there's there's armor you can buy there that's specific to some of the quests that I haven't unlocked yet. There's some side quests in that town. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy how much there is in this game. And there's uh, there's like on the edge of the map on the east side, there's four islands that line up against each other. And like I haven't even explored those yet. And then we were talking about before the sh- before the show the island where like they strip you of all your weapons and your gear. Yes. And you have to just survive on the island to unlock the shrine and like there's so many little things like that. In the Lost Woods like oh I the Lost Woods I haven't got to that part yet. Oh I'm still gosh. looking for, I probably have to unlock part of the map uh cuz it's not showing on my uh on my well on my map the Lost Woods yet. Uh uh just make sure you have uh a lot of hearts when you go in there yeah i'll probably before i go in there yeah i will uh there's a very specific side quest in the lost woods i'm not going to tell you what it is but you're going to need at least 13 hearts to do it uh so a lot of well i'll be cooking up some food and making sure yeah so yeah just make sure you have enough heart hearts when you go in there uh 
that that part of the game though is super cool it's uh i man and then there's there's four shrines in the lost woods too so like that's i have to get in the right mindset because the way the lost woods work is like there's fog in the lost woods and like if you go too fast or too far without a torch like it warps you back to a checkpoint uh so uh, make oh, sure wow. you have make sure you have a torch or something that can be uh, lit on fire while you're there too. Uh, they say flint does, but I'm just like, but I can't light flint. Uh, no, how you light flint is like you hold a a bushel of wood chips, like you know, uh-huh. like the wood chips, and a piece of flint, and you drop them on the ground together, and then you hit it with a metal object. And wow. then it creates a campfire, which is how you unlock one of the shrines. Like there's a shrine over by the Rito village that you have to do that with. Like you have to, uh, you have to go to this specific point at a certain time of day and the base of the shrine will light up. But to raise the shrine out of the ground, you have to light the shrine on fire. And how you do that is the, is the uh uh flint and wood trick so wow um i did find out how to uh shield sir so yeah yeah i i also did that i haven't done it a lot though me neither i haven't like i i just i mean it's it's a cool thing but i just haven't i just haven't done it yet yeah the sand seals i love I see I haven't ridden a sand seal yet. Oh just be, before you before you ride them some just take a like if you could look at their animation, the wild ones that's by the Gerudo village. Um just look at some of their animation and stuff. Cause uh, they they look funny, but sometimes because it's so hot, they'll fan themselves with the tail. And it looks so funny, but so adorable. How <laughs> just like, how how did you guys make the create these characters and these animals, and just make them like cute, adorable, and just make them fascinating? Like the the artwork in this game and the motion of the artwork, it's just it's just phenomenal to me. It's. And like so something I did notice in this game, like the the they took really cool elements of what I thought made Skyward Sword a cool looking Zelda game. And like you remember, you know, how they got the huge world to work on the on the Wii was like uh the closer you got to an area, the more defined it became. In the like in the distance stuff looked like a painting. Like they're doing a lot of that stuff in this game, where like you see the stuff out in the distance, but as you get closer, like the game world becomes more defined. And like, I really, I really think the art direction in this game is super smart, and it's like the the detail of this game is is just phenomenal like yeah you look at horizon and it's super photorealistic and everything is big and gorgeous and and looks beautiful but this game is 
just as beautiful in the opposite direction. And like, I feel like games need that. I feel like we need more of that because like as beautiful as Horizon is, how many photorealistic games have we played recently? Like, like I know they're in different settings, but you look at Uncharted and The Order and Tomb Raider and Horizon and like they all look similar. Like they like they just look like people. Yes. But and, then and- you something like Zelda and it's just like, wow, this is amazing. The art direction in this game is what makes this game special too. Like Yes. It's, it's amazing. And and I could say definitely with you know, with Horizon, with this art style, of course, the gameplay matters in Horizon. And from what a lot of people said, it's really good. Really feels like Tomb Raider, which is strong. I, I really can't say that much for the Order or for Uncharted 4 that they look pretty, but the substance of gameplay is not really there. Where in here in, you know, in Breath of the Wild, the the artwork and the can- gameplay matters. And it all works you know sometimes there are some musical cues and stuff but just looking on how the wind and the fog and you know it, it just on how it looks you just be you wonder on how is this running in uh, in real time and why does it work the way that it's supposed to work especially yeah. with the, like with this gameplay you know, um, there's Martin, there's a, a fire, a fire jellyfish or jelly blobs, whatever. If they roll around grass, the grass catch on fire. And it's a big fire. And you could take your wood stick out, light it up, run, run to, if you see a cooking pot that needs to be lit up, bam, light it. When it rains, uh, it it knocks out most of the fire stuff to end your cooking stuff, and it's just like they really thought about everything. Or uh, once something happens, th- there's supposed to be a the cause and effect works well together. Yeah, yeah i I cannot tell you how like how many times. You know, people post funny stuff about Skyrim and Fallout all the time because the game is so glitchy and buggy and the systems don't work well together. They're cool systems, but they don't work well together. And there's texture pop in and there's plants going through walls and stuff. You look at Zelda and like there's no hiccups. There's there's no hiccups. You know, when the lightning strikes water, like you get electrocuted or when it rains, the fires go out when, you know, you are shooting. It's just the the way all the systems work and they work so cohesively together and there's no hiccups, no hiccups, man, in this game. And if they if they want to make you feel like a movie action star, you have to time it right when you flip at the right time and it asks you to do the furry rush it makes it feel like a movie when you're jumping off a horse and you're pulling your bow to slow down time to make you feel like an action game it it has that gameplay element you don't have to do it but it's helpful 
And that's very cool that this game allows you to do that. I know. And it's like, I can't stress enough how like every time I talk to somebody about this game, I try my hardest to come uh, uh, talk about this game in a objective, uh, non super fanboy type of way. And like when I talk about the switch, I try to do the same thing. And like, I do have some issues with the console itself, which, you know, they'll be fixed in due time with system updates. You know, you look at the way Xbox, any Xbox UI has evolved. You look at the way any PlayStation UI has evolved. Like those fixes will come. So I'm not as harsh on the system about that. But when I talk about Zelda, I say there's some inventory management problems. But other than that, I literally have no issue with this game. Yeah, I, 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 you know, even with the frame rate drops that don't bother me, even when I do the home, like press the home button on Wii U and it takes time to load. I don't have no problem with that. I look the load of time I could deal with what I can't deal with. And this don't have nothing but for the while is that the shoot when I play Grand Theft Auto 5 on a PS4. That thing had to lo- install the story that's on the disc. I would lose my mind if Legend of Zelda had to do that. I'm like, wait, you got to install the story? Oh, heck no. Nah. So I could deal with any loading problems on Legend of Zelda. And to actually tell you the truth, the it, once the game loads on your system, there's barely any loading time throughout the whole thing. I mean, it'll come for some for some places, yes, it's loading the data, but they're telling you like how many seeds you got, what heart levels, how many uh shrines you accomplished, how many spirit orbs that you got. Like it 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 tells you that, but also gives you notes and tell you if you did any of the uh dungeons, the deities, it tells you which ones that you have. So that's cool. It you know, at the at the bottom left. No, bottom right, I'm sorry. It says The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and it has a little loaded thing. But once it's low, there's no problem for the rest of the game. Yeah, and I... Man, I don't know. <laughs> I I just... I don't know what else I can say <laughs> about this game, except that it's like... I don't know if it's just the perfect like alignment for me of like what I want in a game and where I'm at in my life right now and the excitement of a new system or whatever. But this game is just the perfect game right now. And it's, it's amazing. It's just, it's so amazing. It's just, it's just amazing. Yes. So man, Zelda, it is a, it is a, I don't say this much, but, it doesn't matter what system you own, what kind of fanboyism you play to, like what your favorite system is. I feel like Zelda is a must-play game for every gamer. And if you don't play it, sit down with a friend and watch them. Go on the adventure with them because people have been enjoying the game also just by watching. Yeah. It's uh 
it's a special game and i think everybody needs to at least sit down with it look at it realize what this even if you're not a zelda fan even if you're not a nintendo fan even if open world games aren't your thing because open world games aren't my thing i don't like open worlds uh because i feel like there's they're too overwhelming there's too much to do there's too many markers on the map but this game is does it somehow does it right in my in my opinion and does what i feel uh you know the series needed to do without me ever thinking like how can Zelda be different? Yes. And this this game redefines Zelda without any hiccups whatsoever. And I love it for that. In a way, for me, I don't like even though it is open world, I I don't I don't think of open, you know, I don't think of, you know, of of a certain open world game for it that applies to this. I think that I want to go there and I want to see how I could get there and what I can do and allow, be allowed to figure it out on my own and enjoy that. You know, the the explorations I'm rewarded with and I don't feel limited. You know, yeah. I, I'm given the choice of to do whatever I want. If I want to kill myself 15,000 times in the game, I can do that. It don't give me no progress, but at least I, it might be something I, that I can enjoy. But I love having my weapons break so I could actually get a new weapon and figure out how to defeat enemies. You know, keep keep me thinking on my toes and stuff whether i need to run away or not yeah um but uh yeah i think uh we've said all we can really say about zelda until next time when we find something different <laughs> and yes. something weird uh but i think we uh are gonna wrap up this episode of pal block we have been run a little long and you know we're back on schedule finally <laughs> yay uh you know so uh ed where can we find you you can find me on twitter at that retro code and you can find my podcast optional opinion on soundcloud and my other podcast world one one at shoutengine.com yeah and you can find me at Corey hudson and hd on twitter Corey and hd on instagram you can also uh follow me on facebook if you want you can friend me whatever you can find pow block every tuesday and friday now that we're back on schedule yes jeez jeez <laughs> uh, you can yeah you can find it on itunes uh google play and stitcher uh you can find the video versions every tuesday and friday on our youtube page at ngr radio go check it out subscribe uh also check out ngr radio our other podcasts uh you know that we do with matthew keel and ed shows up periodically which you need to come back on soon uh, Yay. uh but yeah thank you so much for watching follow us on facebook check out our website ngrradio.com all that all that stuff uh yeah oh and, um everybody uh, um my latest blog for optional opinion will be dropping um in two more weeks um and i and uh 
uh, March 20th will actually be a blog about colors, the uh, coloring game. So I be, will be talking about breath for a little while because March 20th is the first day of spring. So I do want to just announce that. So do be ready for that. Um, you'll see it on NGR Radio's website and you'll see it on my personal website uh, and probably post it everywhere. Uh, you can friend me on Facebook under Ever Varnell and you'll be able to find it on my uh, Twitter page at that retro code. I'll pay- posted there too yeah yeah well uh thanks so much for listening or watching and uh until friday we're out peace out everybody <laughs>